Swung up, Marsh to left field deep. Fab going back, looking up. He will watch it fly. And a miraculous comeback by the A's. And the ninth is capped by Matt Chapman's three-run home run. And the A's have won the game. And the final is 5-4. to four. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. And the number to call in is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. Ken Korak, I am so glad they won this game today because I was going to say some things. Uh, not happy with some of the plays in this game. Just some boneheaded plays by both teams, including the athletics. But in the end, they got the win 7-6, to six, and the W on the board is the only thing that matters. Especially after you invest so much in a game like the A's and the Red Sox did today where you spend your bullpen and there's so much emotion. It would have been a devastating loss for the A's, especially because they had so many chances, Chris, as you know. And uh, the likelihood or the unlikelihood of having runners thrown out at the plate on balls hit to the outfield in the 10th inning in back-to-back games? I mean, come on. Yeah, but, uh, it was bases a great game loaded, too. nobody out. You don't score yeah. a run. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was a great game. There was a, you know, tr- the drama was almost from the very beginning of the game, too, today, Chris. And uh, Cole Irvin pitched well. The A's had a little issue defensively early in the game that led to the two unearned runs in the fourth inning. But... Uh, they got the job done, so and I think it was really much needed. Uh, you would have hated to see the A's, and they've been scuffling as it is, Chris, to lose two games as, as difficult as it would have been to have lost tonight after losing a tough game last night, too. Did you ever find out what happened to Mitch Moreland? No, we didn't hear what happened. That was one mystery, too, and the other was what was going on in the first inning after Elvis got hit. But Dan Bellino wound up talking a couple times to each manager there, and there was some speculation that the uh, that the benches were were warned we didn't see anything i don't think yeah, that it was happened. a breaking so there, ball right yeah, you got a couple of with. couple of things that were mysteries early in the game but uh no we did not did not get any word as to what had happened to mitch i'm sure that bob melvin is addressing that yeah. with the media right now down below so we, we should find out shortly are the highlights we don't have that much seth brown seth brown had a really good game today he came up big for the a's in the second now the 1-0 pitch. The Red Sox have the shift. Brown and it's swung on and drilled. The stick. reaches up. He can't on third. He comes to the plate. He's going to and Brown's going to go all third. And the Athletics have taken a one nothing lead. Then in the fourth, I should say, with runners on second and first, for some reason Murph would try and pick off at first base. And, you know, it's one of those things, if you're going to be risky like that, and Fossey talked about throwing from your knees, you better make the throw. Because if not, that is a careless play. One run would come in on the air. There were two errors in the inning and a sack fly. So the Red Sox would get two in that inning. Uh, J.D. Martinez would knock another one in in the fifth. Uh, Hernandez, who's having a great two days, he'd hit a home run in the seventh. So the A's were trying to get back uh, in this thing, and they would. And once again, it would be Seth Brown. Murphy leads at first a short lead, and the pitch is drilled to right center. Renfro going back in the alley. It's over his head and off the very top of the wall. Murphy's at third. They're going to wave him. He's coming around third, and there'll be no throw as the throw comes in and dies on the infield. And now it's a 4-3 to three lead for Boston. On a double by Seth Brown. And he came this close to getting it out. Maybe a foot or so. Yeah. And crashing off the wall in right center. And then your hottest hitter, 
It's Elvis. And again, the 2-2 pitch to Elvis is swung on line to right center, tie ball again. And caps around second, going to third. Here's the runners at first and third. Elvis comes through once again. Seth Brown scores from third. We have a 4-4 game in the bottom of the eighth. Elvis Andrus right now, he's the guy the A's want at the plate. Two-strike approach by Elvis Andrus, the previous pitch, he fouled to the right side. It's almost like, okay, I'm not going to try to pull anything. He gets the breaking ball from Hernandez, and inside-out swing, perfect into right center. Hey, hey, Ken, I got to tell you, I was so happy for Cole Irvin because seven innings, four runs, but only two were earned. I was worried he was going to get the loss today, and he and he continues to give you length. He's giving you these innings, and he did not deserve to lose today. Goes over 100 innings. Think back of spring training, Chris, and whether Cole Irvin was even going to make the club, which was in doubt for much of the spring, let alone uh, begin the season in the rotation. He's over 100 innings now, Chris, 101. His ERA is 3.56. He's made every start, so... I mean, he's, he's gone way beyond, I think, what the A's even were hoping for from him. Uh, he's been really good this year. Yes, he ha- he's been really, really good. And let, let, let's go to the 10th inning here where the Athletics, and here they are. You got the runner starting on second. They intentionally walk Brown. Then you get the base hit by Jed. You got bases loaded. And then Tony Kemp would do this. Okay, Tony Kemp would square to bunt and pop up to the pitcher. And I'm like, what are you doing? I, I, what, he didn't look like he was trying to bunt for a base hit. Is it a safety squeeze? And are you really doing a safety squeeze with Murph as the runner? That made no sense to me, Ken. I don't have the answer for you, Chris. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. We were talking about it up here, and, you know, we have a former big league catcher here with us, and it's one of those mysteries, Chris. Just don't know. And then a runner thrown out at home again. Do we not have that? This is uh, when the throw out at home in the 10th inning. Murphy a short lead a third. And the 1-1. Breaking ball. Line to left field. Charging as Martinez makes the catch. Here comes Murphy. Here comes the throw and a bounce to tag. And he is out at home plate. A low line drive that brought Martinez toward the infield. And may challenge it. And he came up firing with a one-hop throw to get Murphy at the plate as Vasquez was there again They're going to, to challenge apply it. the tag. And why not? Yeah. Bang, bang, play. The A's are going to have replay determine if, in fact, he got the right leg in before the high tag of Christian Vasquez. Just like last night, do I hate it? No. I mean, J.D. Martinez was going to his left, had to square his shoulder. He's not very good throwing the baseball. I know he's in shallow left, and I know Murph's not a fast runner, but I I really don't have a problem with Kotze on this one either. I don't have a problem with last night or this one. Yeah. The odds were in the A's favor there, Chris. For two, Number one, Elvis scalded that ball, right? I mean, he drilled it. Of course, they're playing in because they have to in that situation with the game on the line, so... And then Martinez had to go slightly to his left and then throws to the plate. It has to be a perfect play. And it's just sometimes you tip your hat. And the third base coach, is, it's a thankless job. Nobody talks about him unless something happens like what happened today or yesterday, Chris. So if, if they're going to make a perfect play to get the out at the plate, I don't think you can blame the third base coach. 
Okay, here we go. So the Red Sox would score two in the 12th. We don't have time to get to those, but let's go to what happened to the Oakland Athletics. So you got the runner on second. Murph would have an infield single, which once again, I can't stress enough, Ken. See what happens when you put the ball in play? Things can happen. So with two runners on, here's Seth Brown. Andres comes to the belts. Look back at Laureano, the pitch, breaking ball, lined in the right center. That's a base hit. It's in the alley. Racing to third is Laureano. Kotze will send him home. Around second on his way to third is Murphy. Seth Brown delivers his third hit, drives in his third run, and there's still life for the Athletics. They now trail 6-5, to five. and there's nobody out. Keep the line moving. Here's Jed Lowry. And the 1-2 from Andres. Swung on, lifted to deep left center field. On the run, Martinez still going. Can't get it. It's in play. Murphy is home. Brown racing to third. They put the brakes on as they bring it back in. Jet Lowry delivers a game-tying double. And it's 6-6 at the Coliseum. Runners at second and third. Two runs in. And there's still nobody out. Well, Tony Camp, here you go. You made the air in the fourth that hurt the A's. You made the air at the plate in the tenth. But you can redeem yourself by sending us home. Brown a short lead at third base. The pitch swung on. Fly ball, shallow center. No, going back on it is Hernandez going back. It's pretty deep. He'll make the catch. Here comes Brown. Here comes the throw. It's not in time. And the A's have survived. And they've beaten the Red Sox 7-6. to six. A sacrifice fly for Tony Kemp. Kike Hernandez with a tremendous throw, but too high and too much balloon to it. And Brown and the A's were not denied a three-run bottom of the 12th inning. And the Athletics are victorious by the final of 7-6. to six. A game for the ages. And the Athletics, down on more than one occasion, rise up. And finally take it over the top, scoring three runs on three hits and a Kemp sacrifice fly, his 18th run batted in. And this series is even at a victory apiece. In 12, your final score, Oakland 7, the Red Sox 6. Hey, what did your old partner used to say? What do you mean? You mean Bill? Yeah. You mean Holy Toledo? Crazy. Just plain oh, yeah. crazy. Well, Holy Toledo would have sufficed too. <laughs> right? It was it was a great ball game. It really was. And the fans and it was it's it you know, the Red Sox fans are here and there are a bunch of them. And it was like a collegiate atmosphere too, because they're going back and forth. So I think people really had a good time at the ballpark today. Well, you go home, rest up. That was, that's been a long day. All right, buddy, we'll talk to you tomorrow. The great Ken Korak right here after the athletics. I mean, wow. I was going to be heated tonight. Like, just bad, dumb, bad. How about Santana? You know when everybody talks, it's the big leagues. These were bone in the 10th inning. You're already in scoring position. You're, you're, and, you, and, you, and you get caught stealing at third? Like, what are you doing? I mean, obviously Santana was the runner to start at second base in extra innings. I just, 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 there were plays tonight that you're like, what are you people doing out here? These are just bad moves. But in the end, doesn't matter. They got the victory. Let's pause for station identification right here on A's Cast. 
A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. I'm going to tell you right here, this is going to be a wild postgame show. The number is 833-625-2278. We've got a lot to get into right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey A's fans, summer is finally here, and that means home improvement projects. Still thinking about replacing your old windows? Consider beautiful, energy-efficient windows from Milgard. Let our team of experts help you turn your house into your dream home. Explore the door and window showrooms at Ashby Lumber in Berkeley and Concord today. Use code word AceFan and receive a special discount on your beautiful, energy-efficient windows and patio doors by Milgard at Ashby Lumber. Learn more at ashbylumber.com or visit our stores in Berkeley and Concord. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. It's Batter Up with Mike and Ike Mega Mix. You get 10 great tasting Mike and Ike flavors in each box. Lots of fun to mix and match for great tasting combinations. Hit a home run with Mike and Ike Mega Mix. For more pucker power, try Mega Mix Sour. Mix it up with 10 mouth-watering sour flavors. Savor the flavor with Mega Mix Sour. Stay connected on the latest information around the new ballpark project. Head over to WeAreRooted.com to see the latest information on all we're working on. That's WeAreRooted.com. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. And the number is 833-625-2278. Gene in Oakland, did you watch all four hours and 24 minutes? Uh, I have to be completely honest with you, Tony. I was so angry uh, after they scored two in the top of the 12th that I shut the TV off and I screamed and freaked out the dogs. So, but of course I couldn't keep it off. I, I turned it back on just as Seth Brown knocked in the fifth run, watched the course till the end and, and just, and screamed again. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, Seth Brown boy, uh, Two or three days ago, I thought that guy was a complete bust, and I couldn't wait for some for Piscotti or, you know, a can or someone to come back and you know and send send this guy back down to AAA. And man, he was one of the heroes today. What three three hits and three RBIs? Uh, I don't know what he did to adjust, but he, he looks like he, he like he did you know back back in the beginning when he came up. So, anyways, well, uh, I, I, I yeah. wouldn't. I, yes, did he play well today? No question. <laughs> And we're going to have him on with Vinny coming up here. But mm-hmm. he's still, with those three hits, hitting 196 with a 690 <laughs> OPS. I mean, it, it, it is still yeah. what it is. Yeah, I know. We need we need Canna back. I mean, <clears throat> this team's been Canna and Piscotti. And, yeah. and Piscotti, yes, absolutely. But I think we really we really miss Canna. That guy, I think he showed how important he is to this team by by not being available to us this, this last, what, or three or four games or five games. I hope the hell he comes back. I hope he comes back for that Houston series. I'm really concerned about that. I don't. Anyway, I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't think you're going to see that when you're getting cortisone yeah, shots yeah. and an epidural, yeah. and I think it's going to be yeah. a while. So one. Well, so one more point I want to make. This team, uh, which I've been following, this particular team, I've been following very closely for what, like four years now, and the one. I think the one term that defines them more than anything is resiliency. They just never give up. And I, you know, I just think that's, that's, that's Bob Mel- Melvin. You know, that's, I think that's his influence. That's the character of the team. That's the character of the, of, the, of the manager. That's a good call. Thank you very much, Gene. Let's go to Simon in San Diego. What has happened in Simon? 
Tony, what's going on? It's my first time calling, but I'm a, I'm a lifelong Ace fan, born and raised in Santa Rosa, and have lived in San Diego for 16 years. But I was just in Oakland last weekend and actually stuck around and went to the uh, the game on Tuesday night. So those 4,000 whatever fans, I was uh, I was one of them. Uh, but if there was ever a night that I could be a fly on the wall in the clubhouse, tonight would be a night. How many guys are shooting free throws tonight, you think, Tony? I think the whole team should line up. Right? I mean, <laughs> how do you leave anybody out of the lineup tonight? I mean, like, that party's going to be going on for a long time, you know, after we're done talking. And the big question is, who do you give the trident to tonight? Hmm. You know what? Sergio Romo. That's my pick. That's my pick. Sergio I Romo. I how often he's going to get a chance to be the Triton, but he was phenomenal yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. No, he, uh, you know, he earned his paycheck. I think there's no question about it. And I, and I love the passion when he comes off the mound. It shows you how much each and every outing means something. I mean, you got to give the bullpen credit for – you got to give the A's bullpen credit, even though when Delkin is going to walk away with a vulture win. I think you got to give the Red Sox bullpen credit. Um, I think this is why you see why we have this new rule because I mean this game was four hours and twenty four minutes with the runner starting on second. There was no runner starting on second. This game's probably still going, and there's probably like two thousand people in the ballpark. I mean this is that four hours and twenty four minutes is a long, long time for for one game. But if I had to give the trident to anybody, uh, I, I would give it to Sergio Romo. And I thought Cole Irvin threw the ball well too. He let, let's face it, those errors killed him in the fourth. I mean he gives you seven innings. I mean, that's something that is really good for the A's right now is getting length from their starters. Well, the most frustrating thing about this recent stretch of 9 out of 13 losses um, is all the wasted efforts from our starting pitchers, you know? I mean, you know, with what they've been giving us consistently over this last couple of weeks, we should not, you know, be be, uh, four wins in our last 13 games. So, um you know, going into tonight's game, I felt like this was one we needed. And then, you know, when it when it got late, I was like, this is either going to be our best win of the season or our worst loss of the season. It felt like it was like that was the swing. You know, it was it was it was monumental. You know, both ways. And to to have the winning run at third and not get them home, um, you know, twice in a row in extra innings. And then to be down two runs, like, I just can't imagine the release, you know, of all the tension and emotions um, versus what the mood would be like in that clubhouse right now if it hadn't gone that way. So this is one of those signature wins, you know, when you're, when you're in a funk that, that has to be the turning point. I think we got Boston set up, you know, tomorrow big time. If we can, you know, if we can get a, another strong outing from Cap and get into their bullpen, I mean, you know, who do they got, you know? Who do they got, you know, who's got a lot of juice for tomorrow? So, you know, we can take two out of three. We can get our day off. We can go face the Astros, and this can be that momentum swing in our season. It's got to be. Well, yeah, it's. I appreciate the phone call. (laughs) You know, it's one of those, you know, you win it, you feel like you won two games. You lose it. 
you feel like you lost two games. And then now, after playing four hours and 24 minutes, you shower up, you got to get back on the bus, you got to go back to San Francisco. So by the time they get back to their hotel, that's been a real long day. And I don't even know what the protocols are. I, I don't think they're at the 85%. So, I mean, this is going back on a Saturday night to hang out in your, your hotel room. That doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun to me. But, you know, this was this. In the end, you just look, you know, it's the Al Davis just win, baby. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Let's go to uh, Greg leaving the game. Greg, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Tony, what's cracking, brother? How'd you enjoy? Yeah, you bring your dad. Did you bring your dad up? Hey, man, I'm here, Tony. I love you, brother. <laughs> wow, you you brought your dad up to four hours and twenty four minutes. Yep, and we're on the long trek home. We'll be home by midnight. You can't see. You can't. Cl- we're we're as dedicated as you'll find, Tony. We're proving it right now, brother. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Well, good for you guys. <laughs> It's never a dull moment being an A's fan, especially when you got to make the two-and-a-half-hour trek up from San Luis. But we did it, and, uh, man, what a roller coaster ride. That's the A's in a nutshell, though. I mean, what, what a game. I, I don't even know what to say. Well, it, I think part of the problem is you just look at this team and, you know, you leave 17 on base – and you got all the, I mean, you got guys hitting 216, 196, 122, 230. I mean, it's just down the line, you got a bunch of guys. These guys got to get their averages up. I mean, uh, Matt Chapman had a good game, but look at look, look, look at Matt Chapman. I know he's driven in a bunch of runs, but he's three for six, and it only brings him up to 229, right? Seth Brown is three for five and only brings him up to 196. I mean, you know, one of the reasons why they're in a little bit of a fuck, they're not hitting. Uh, uh, fortunately, today they finally got some key hits, but this needs to get con- you know, lineups are contagious, good or bad, right? When they talk about oh, everybody's hitting well, well, everybody can all be hitting bad. And the one guy that continues to stay hot, and I know everybody keeps linking Trevor Story to the A's. The one guy is Elvis. Elvis is hot right now. He was so bad that even with two more hits today, he's still just hitting two thirty-one. But lately, Elvis, I mean, Elvis is doing everything you can ask. Yeah, Elvis was really seeing it. I, I agree. And one of the things I was telling my pops, the guys that kind of carried us early on, whether it be an Olsen, a Tony Kemp, you know, Loriano, Mark all Hanna. three of those guys are struggling right now. You know, Mark Canna, but, but the three guys, you know, Loriano, since he's been back, he just looks lost up there. You know, Matt Olsen struggled a little bit. It's hard to be mad at him because he's carried us all year. You know, Tony Kemp, I mean, I don't think I've seen a, a you know, back-to-back games defensively as bad as Tony Kemp's been these last two games. And, I mean, I, to be honest with you, that was probably the most idiotic thing I've ever seen in 40 years of watching baseball, squaring up to bunt with the bases loaded. I don't know what in the heck he was thinking. But at the end of the day, who's the hero? Tony Kemp gets a game-winning RBI. So, And I doubt you got to see the, the, the replay uh, on Fox, but the look of relief after that winning run came, came home and they put the camera on him, you could tell if the A's would have lost this game – I don't know if Tony Kemp would have got a good night's sleep tonight because I think he knew with what happened, as you said last night, letting that ball get behind him uh, in left field, the air today. I don't know what he was thinking. I I mean, hopefully we're going to hear from him with the media. I I, I mean, you got Murph on third. You got bases loaded. 
he didn't he didn't he didn't square around like he was trying to bunt for a base hit. He he's and they're playing the infield in. I mean, why why are you bunting there? I just I don't get it. But in the end, he gets it done, and there was that relief. And uh, I have a feeling I uh, Tony Kemp's going to be shooting a free throw in the A's clubhouse. No question. Yeah, talk to your boy Dallas Braden. One, one thing that me and Dallas got in common is we both got big, huge, thick beards. And so I was asking Dallas, I said, where's my boy Townie at, man? What do you got to do to find the guy? He's like, he's VIP around here. And he, he was giggling, said you were on the field yesterday, but he said you were up in the press box. So I tried to get to you, brother, but, man, it's like Fort Knox. Couldn't get to you today. Hey, try, hey they, they've we've been locked in the press box for <laughs> – this whole season, you know, I saw Dal- Dallas was having a little fun today. T- Dallas had Dallas uh, Dallas had a beer with him, and I was like, right on. I wish I could do that, but uh, uh, no. Dallas is one of the best, and we love having him on the program. Hey, you guys have a safe drive back. Hey, County, you bet, brother. Go A's tomorrow. James can get us deep in the game, and we'll take the series, brother. Have a good I- night. I-, I love it. Hey, you want to talk about guys struggling? Matt Olson came into today two for his last twenty four. Ramon Laureano came into today two for his last 23. I mean, you got guys really scuffling. Ramon Laureano followed that up with an 0 for 5. Matt Olson, 1 for 5. Remember when everybody was like, well, you know, Chad Pender's been out with that knee. That's Chad Pender 0 for 2, hitting 216 with a 627 OPS. Good news, by the way, uh, Martin Gallegos, MLB.com, has tweeted out, the reason why Mitch Moreland left today's game has nothing to do with baseball. So I don't know if he was feeling ill, but he's not hurt. So I guess we'll probably get the answer from Bob Melvin when we play Bob Melvin. Do we have Vinny yet? Robert Costa, no? Okay, your phone call's coming up next, 833-625-2278. What a win in 12 for the Athletics over the Red Sox, 7-6, to six, 4 hours and 24 minutes. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news. Our indoor dining is back, along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus, plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente, thrive. Visit kp.org today. Driven, determined, resilient. Cal State East Bay students are today's creative thinkers and tomorrow's workforce for the region. Cal State East Bay is recognized as one of the most transformative college experiences nationwide, educating the new generation that questions the status quo and works together to find meaningful solutions. Apply today for our degree and certificate programs. We are not just a university, we are a community. Find yourself here at csueastbay.edu. 
A's fans, there is no better way to stay in touch with the A's and even our players than following us on social media. Just head over to athletics.com slash social. That's athletics.com slash social for a full list of our social coverage from player accounts to Twitter handles and more. Now is the time to stay in touch. Head over to athletics.com slash social. That's athletics.com slash social today. This is A's Clubhouse. Man, oh man, that bus ride for the Boston Red Sox is going to be miserable. What if they run into traffic at the maze? I have no idea. Robert, can you check the traffic getting into San Francisco right now on a Saturday night? I don't know if they have a police escort. I hope they do. That was the one great thing about traveling in the NFL. Everywhere we went, you had a police escort. If they don't have a police escort, it might take a while to get into the city. And that, that makes for a really long day. All right, here is Vince Catronio with Seth Brown. An epic battle, 12 innings, and decided with a three-run bottom of the 12th Seth Brown scores the winning run, involved in a lot of ways, driving in runs and scoring runs. And Seth, just an overall look at what this day was like going back and forth and to keep the energy going and the belief that you could actually pull this off after the frustration of last night. Uh, well, you know, this team's, I mean, everybody's got heart on this team. I and mean, it's incredible the grind that these guys put themselves through on an everyday basis. So, I mean, these are the games you want. These are the games you want to be in. Um, you know, and when it comes in, when you come out on top, it just makes it all worth it for the grind that we do every day. So, you know, I'm just so happy to be a part of it with these guys out there. And I mean, the back and forth battle, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that when, when it really gets to, you know, going and you have a lot of fun out there, it's just, it's awesome. You've been having some challenges at the plate and yet uh, it looked like Seth Brown just looked comfortable today. It looked like the batter's box was a place that was familiar to you. Yeah. Just uh, what was uh, the feeling like for you today, the way it uh, played off time and time again? Uh, you know, it's just, you know, this is a game of adjustments, and uh, you got to make adjustments every day, um, um, you know, and so been putting in some work in the cage, and so it's just uh, it's nice to see some adjustments that I've been making kind of pay off here tonight and, uh, you know, feel comfortable again. How do you uh, keep the faith after the bases loaded, nobody out in the 10th inning? And then the game keeps going when the A's fail to score. It's just so crazy with this place to run or at second base and so many different things that can happen. Uh, you know, it's like I said, th- these guys are so talented out here and there's so much heart on this team. I mean, anything can happen out there. So, I mean, there was no doubt in anybody's mind, you know, this was just the game that we needed to grind it and, uh, you know, and push it. And, um, you know, we came out on top tonight, so it's fantastic to be out there. Tell me about the at-bat in the 12th inning. Uh, you know, obviously we're down two when I come up, and uh, I just want to keep the train moving. You know, uh, you know, the goal at that time is just to keep the line moving, get the next guy up. So I was hoping to get something up, and I was able to get a pitch up and put a good swing on it and put it in the gap. Seth, you tried to score last night to, to tie the game in the bottom of the 10th. It took an absolutely perfect throw by Kike Hernandez to get you. You get the, the situation again, so take me through seeing the flight of the baseball, picking up Kotze, and making the break, and what was it like to finally touch home plate to win this ball game? Oh, absolutely. I mean, those outfielders are playing a little in uh, there at the end, and uh, I'm hoping Tony can put one in the air like he did, and uh, wasn't going to let him get me twice, you know, so that it was, uh, like you said, took a perfect throw last night, and he made it. Uh, tonight, it was just uh, kind of a, a chance to go at it again, and uh, I wasn't going to let him do it twice. And then finally, it just seems like when the A's were playing really good baseball, the thing that was working, that everybody was chipping in. There have been some guys that have been struggling offensively, but today was a game where there was a lot of help throughout the lineup. How important would that be moving forward to have that kind of victory the way it happened today? Oh, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, obviously, 
everybody in this lineup put, you know pitches in and uh, it, it's just it's great to be out there with those guys and watch it go on so you know when you have a lineup that's doing that you don't you, you want to be that guy that's also pitching in and doing what you can so it, right now we're rolling and that's you know how we want to keep it what a day thank you Seth appreciate it thank you guys Seth Brown joining us A's victorious in 12 by the final of uh, seven to six Tony now back to you thank you Vinny 833-625-2278 let's go to Paul in Berkeley go ahead Paul yeah, hey, Tommy, how you doing? Uh, a wild one. I mean, 12 innings and everything that we saw, it was so emotional that, I mean, I thought I was going to have a breakdown after the Red Sox scored two in the 12th. I was so angry, but then all of a sudden, they they the only out that they got in the bottom of the 12th was Tony Kemp's sack fly. I mean, amazing, just amazing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in exactly the same place. I got to tell you, I was so frustrated during the game that I, I couldn't even watch. Uh, you know, I, I, we had a game on the radio. It's one thing we like to do is we listen on the radio and we got the TV going. We, we delay the TV about 30 seconds, you know, so you hear something happens and we run over and we get to see, you know, Olsen hit a dinger or something like that. Anyway, I was so frustrated. But I tell you, there was one thing that kind of got me through it. And so here's my question to you. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much did you like the beer cup snake? Because I tell you, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was Oakland representing to the to the to America. You know, watching that nationally televised game. Um, <laughs> out of all the things you could have asked me, <laughs> I would have never thought about the beer cut. I think it's funny as hell. I like it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I whoever came up with it, it's genius. Um, but you know, that's the that's the brutal thing about a twelve inning game. They cut yeah. off. They cut off beer and wine. They, they cut that off hours ago. Cocktails, hours ago. That's also another yeah. reason why it's miserable to be at these extra inning games. I mean, you're having a good time. You're at the ball game. You're enjoying yourself. And next thing you know, last call, and you're like, man, last call. You're falling asleep in your chair. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, thanks. I really love the way the game ended up, and yeah, let's, let's go get them tomorrow. No doubt about it. Let's go to Deborah in the North Bay. Go ahead, Deborah. I, I hate this um, this new rule with the placed runner on base. I mean, I I was listening to this game on the radio. I turned it on in the, after five minutes when the A's come up in the bottom of the first and listened to the whole thing on the radio. I mean, we listened to an 18-inning game back um, – in the 70s or 80s, they were playing either something like the Giants or the Yankees on the radio. And I love it. I mean, it gives you time to listen to the to the game and think about the – use your imagination a little bit and think of the strategy and stuff. It's, but I hate this placed runner. It's ridiculous because it's like – the home team is always trying to come back. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it puts a lot of stress on the home team, I think. And I think it's uh, um, like an unfair advantage for the visiting team. I don't mind listening to an extra inning game. I get a lot of work done when I turn on the radio and listen to it and stuff. If I don't want to pay for She just dropped. Well, sorry about that. <laughs> I, I hear you. I understand where people are. I'm not going to agree with you. 
I think these games that go 16, 17 innings are bad for your team. It's bad for your pitching staff. It's not good for baseball. Uh, very few people are, are are in it, especially when you're late, you know. I mean, we normally start games at 7.07. I mean, if you're starting a game at 7.07 and you're in this, you know, whatever inning and it's 2 a.m., no one's watching. No one's listening. She may be listening, but I've seen the numbers. They're, they're not good. I mean, not, not many people have the attention span for four hours and 24 minutes. Not many people have that, especially kids. Baseball wants to get away from these type of games. I mean, there's a reason why these other sports have clocks, and they're not playing four hours. I mean, what what happened? What 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 happens if the A's scored two there, and now we're going to and just two, and now the A's are going to the thirteenth? What you want to play a five-hour game? Come on, Chris in West Oakland. Go ahead, Chris. Hello. There, yeah. there we go. Hey, Tony. Hey, real quick. I'm kind of with you on the, the the extra inning game. I understand the whole concept about the pitching staff, especially the way they monitor that now. My one argument, or not argument, suggestion: you want to speed these games up. Number one, quit quit having these umpires with these you know fast food hamburger sized strike zones. Call more strikes, and these damn pitchers need to catch the ball, get on the mound, and be ready to throw again. There's nothing that pisses me off more than a guy throws a pitch, then pulls the index card out, steps off, looks around. I mean, these guys are going 45 seconds to a minute between pitches sometimes. Get on the mound and throw the ball. That'll speed the game up in and of itself. But uh, I call you all the time, Chris, when I'm pissed, so I figure tonight, and I'm with you, I was really ready to let them have it if they would have blown this tonight. Two nights in a row, all our weaknesses on full display. And let me preface this by saying I love Tony Kemp. He's a poor man's Tony Phillips. But he was you're right. He was set for some big-time goat horns tonight. He might have only been charged with one error. You know, he blew, blew the one ball. The next ball was hit right through him, and then another one should have been a double play that he got an out on. So there's three balls he could have been charged with errors with, and he wasn't. But he hung tough, and especially on top of last night's game. By the way, I love the dude from San Luis Obisco coming to game with his dad. That's so cool. I'd give anything to be able to go to a game with my dad again. If you can hear me, my friend, drive safe, and hope they someday look up Chris West Oakland. We'll have a beer and a shot together in the parking lot. But back to that, Tony, I just showed a lot of resiliency by Tony Kemp. I have serious doubts about this team's ability, as you know well know. But the one thing you never question about this team, they grind, they've got guts. They might, you know, they might just not hit well enough, but this team's got plenty of heart. I heard some people the other day, oh, they don't have heart, they lose. They lose close games a lot of times because of the bullpen, and they just don't hit well enough. But I don't think anybody can question this team's heart. But, again, I'm usually having pissed off shots at Crown Royal tonight, Chris. Tonight they're going to be a couple of happy ones. You have a wonderful fourth tomorrow, my brother. I'll think about you at my pool party when I'm barbecuing seven <laughs> racks of ribs and seven ball tips, three dozen Italian sausage, and three dozen chicken quarters. Thanks, brother. Have a great fourth with you and the family tomorrow. Later. Thanks, thanks, buddy. Well, I work on the fourth. Yeah, Commander Cody called me from uh, Half Moon Bay. They're glamping right now. He and his fiance. Oh, what are you doing for the fourth? Oh, I'll be going to the Oakland Coliseum. We'll be working. My days off don't happen until the old All-Star break. I grind it to the All-Star break, and then I grind it after the All-Star break. 
And did you notice Seth Brown got in three grinds there? Three. Ever since David Feldman on A's Cast Live did top ten cliches, I, every single time I hear one, he's a professional hitter. He's a professional. He's a baseball player. He's a competitor. He competes. <laughs> well, not everybody's competing. You know, comp- I'm competing tonight. All right, the number is 833-625-2278. If you're listening on a radio station they're leaving us, go to athletics.com slash acecast. Athletics.com slash acecast. Or download the iHeartRadio app, and you can listen there. A's with a dramatic, and I mean dramatic, win tonight. 7-6 in 12. A's Clubhouse Show continues. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't. Because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. No matter what's ahead, you count on family. And Northern California families count on Honda. Fuel efficient with high-tech safety features like Honda Sensing and Apple CarPlay. Plus legendary dependability you can pass down from one generation to the next. Right now, get an exceptional deal on a new Accord at your Northern California Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Around here, people count on two things, family and Honda. Ask anyone who owns a Honda. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is a national brand with family-owned prices and service. You can shop at one of their Bay Area locations, and all stores are sanitized and safe. Or you can navigate their easy-to-use website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and gold fans, use the coupon code OAKLAND, and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. A little preparation will make you and your family safer in an emergency. A week's worth of food and water, radio, flashlight, batteries, and a first aid kit are a good start. To learn more, visit safetyactioncenter.pge.com. Download the MLB app to get in-game video highlights, live pitch-by-pitch, breaking news, player updates, stat leaderboards, and more for your Oakland A's and the rest of the league. Swung on and drilled to left. Way back. Yastrzemski will turn and watch. And the A's have tied it up on a ninth inning grand slam by Stephen Piscotti. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. And now Tony Kemp at the plate. He is 0 for 3 today with two walks and 0 for 6 in the series. And now the outfield will, will close in halfway and the infield at the edge of the grass. 4-4 in the 10th. Bases loaded, nobody out. The pitch from Workman bunted high in the air and caught by Workman. Try to lay down the bunt. And on one pitch, that retires Kemp. 
Around a short lead at third base. The pitch swung on, fly ball, shallow center. No, going back on it is Hernandez going back. It's pretty deep. He'll make the catch. Here comes Brown. Here comes the throw. It's not in time. And the A's have survived. And they beat the Red Sox 7-6. A sacrifice fly for Tony Kemp. Kike Hernandez with a tremendous throw, but too high and too much balloon to it. And Brown and the A's were not denied a three-run bottom of the 12th inning. And the Athletics are victorious by the final of 7-6. to six. I don't know why you played that Tony Kemp. <laughs> I understand why you played the sack fly uh, in the tent. Like, what? What? I can't wait to hear what Bob Melvin has to say. Did 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 uh, Robert? Did Tony Kemp talk after the game? He had to have. He had to have. All right, let's go to Riley leaving the game. Riley, you are on the A's Clubhouse show. Yeah, so I was I was on here to talk about Tony Kemp, but I'm hearing all this talk about you know the guy, someone on second base in extra innings, and I honestly think it's great because, like, if if. If a game is going to 12 innings, I think it shows that both teams are pretty close in skill. And I think it, like, expresses, you know, these both teams, like, they, they gotta, they're pretty evenly matched. But why, why, why should we be going into these 16-inning games where, like, we're, we all understand, you know, these teams are both, like, the equal amount of skill, but I'm still having to sit here watch this game. Like, it might like, – it might – like be like 11 o'clock at night like i'm trying to get home go to bed you know well i it's it, 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 it's a problem and people you know for the people that that give us the i don't care how long the game is well you know for the most part most people can't feel that way they have jobs they have kids you got to get up um, you know, and a lot of people just they can't stay there till twelve thirty one a.m. Plus, you know, when you're always trying to grow your game, like you're trying to you're you're, you're trying to get younger people into the game. You know, young people are not going to sit around for four hours and twenty four minutes. So the diehards are the are the diehards, and we love you. But the reality is, we we need more than just the diehards. Yeah, uh, I'm also here to talk about Tony Kemp. I know a lot of people have been talking about him, but if I was him, I'd be no I'd I'd be like going home, going to sleep. I'd be going to sleep knowing like I got real lucky getting getting that sack fly to center because looking like looking at his performance through the entire game, I think he got like one marked error, but I mean he's he for, like the first error I saw was a throw in from like throw in from the outfield, he misses that. Then the ball goes straight through him. Then they switch him out into left field, and he slides under the ball, and he can't even get his glove under the ball. And then he goes up for this sack bun. He gets paid all this money to do one thing when he lays down a bun. Lay it, lay it down on the floor and in the right place. But, no, he's got to give it right to the pitcher and just, like, pop it up so for extra innings, even more innings, you know? Well, I'll tell you what I would do, Riley, if I was him. I'd go home, have a couple beers, knowing that the team won, and I hit the game-winning sack fly, and I'd be ready to go tomorrow. That's what I would do well, yeah, if I was I Tony think, Kemp. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, if he's got a game tomorrow, he's got he's you know he's got to be positive. 
But honestly, if that was me, I just don't know if I could, like, I'd just be thinking back to that time when I slid right under the ball at second base. Like, I was playing baseball the other day, right? Ball, ball comes to me, boom, hits me right in the chin. I got a massive, like, bruise on my chin right now. This MLB player playing second base can't even get in front of it, you know? Yeah, I, I, you know, sometimes you, you know, you're not going to play a great game. Thank you, Riley. You're not going to play a great game every day, but in the end, he made up for it, and you saw it in his face—the relief that he had, that he knew he made up for some mistakes. And in the end, you just go all, you, you, you go Al Davis, just win, baby. My astrologer, Andrea. Wow, um, the 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 moons. What are they telling us about this game? Because this game was crazy. That really was, I'll tell you. That was for the true baseball fan. Four hours and 24 minutes and worth every minute. And, uh, yeah, emotional Pisces, uh, Sergio Romo. Do you know he's a fellow Pisces, born March 4, 1983? I did not know that. Yes, very emotional, very intense, very passionate. And, uh, yeah, I just saw on Twitter he got some uh, underwear deal. Uh, They sent him 365 pairs of underwear. (laughs) So uh, he's making quite a name for himself. And, uh, yeah, got to love the riding the wave passion. And, you know, always here to sing Tony Kemp's uh, um, uh, praises, October 31st, Intense Scorpio, Good in a Crisis, 1991. And he was really hard on himself. I mean, it's amazing, like, some of the A's won't do well for, like, four at-bats. They'll be 0 for 4. But then they'll get the clutch hit, but they'll still be like, oh, I should have, like, gotten more hits. But be that as it may, uh, he drove in um, Seth Brown, whose birthday is in 10 days, uh, July 13, 1992. So, really, uh, you know, total team effort. (laughs) Yeah, there is no doubt about that. And, and, And for some guys... You know, you could look up and a guy's 0 for 6. Right. A guy's 0 for 7. Some of these really long games can be really tough on certain guys if you have a bad night. What if you have a bad night where you're like 0 for 6 and you didn't play well defensively? That makes for a Mm. rough night. But the Mm -hmm. thing about Major League Baseball players is that they understand they got another game tomorrow. Right. So, you know, that's the thing about – that's the thing about being bad in the NFL is that you got all week to think week. about it, right? Mm-hmm. You got all week to think about how you screwed up. Baseball, you're back at it tomorrow. Right. It's like sleep fast. Tomorrow's a new day. Wipe the slate clean. But, uh, you know, it was really a very empowering, inspiring performance to see that game unfold and all the uh, peaks and valleys and fits and starts. It was something. Yeah, it was uh... – if they go on a run here, uh-huh. I think we're going to look back at this game and go, hey, you know, the A's have won, let's just say, like 10 of 13. And you'll be like, it was that game against Boston. It was that game that, you know, there was some mistakes made. They could have easily have lost it. But somehow, some way, they, you know, like in a boxing match where two, two, two fighters are just beating each other up and then they get to round 10, and you've been taking a beating, but one last time you land one right on their chin and you knock that you-know-what out, 
and you're walking <laughs> out of there uh, with the victory. That's basically what this was. I mean, this was yeah. both these teams took body blow after body blow. Mm-hmm. Both these teams got knocked down multiple times. They were getting the 10 count. But in the end, it was the A's who landed one more punch, and that's all they needed to win this game. Yes, well said, Tony. That was awesome. And thank you for a great show, really inspiring and fun after tonight. Well, thank you very much because if they, I, I would have been seething mad tonight. Right, right. <laughs> so thank you for the phone call. Let's go to Mike in Daly City. Go ahead, Mike. I didn't know I had a birthday like Sergio Romo on March 5th, so now I know my uh, sign for tonight. Um, I wanted to check back with you, and I can explain a little more for uh, people listening about the extra innings suggestion I made a few weeks ago. And I don't know if you've actually had time to think about it and contemplate whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. Remind me what it is. Yeah, where you basically go, let's just take tonight's game. So you go 11 innings, regular baseball, no man on second, no goofy rules or gimmicks. You just play regular baseball for 11 innings, and then either you have a coin toss or you give the home team a choice. I would go for the coin toss. And then whoever wins the coin toss has to say, I'm playing offense in the 12th or I'm playing defense in the top of the 12th. And if you say you're playing defense and the other team scores, you lose. If you say I'm playing offense, you know, and you score, you win. You know, basically, the game has to end in the top of the 12th. There's no five-hour games. There's no depending on, you know, what your pitching staff looks like. Like, I think that's what happened tonight, is if the Red Sox, for example, had known that there was not going to be any more baseball after the 12th inning, they might have managed their bullpen differently. Or the A's might have had that in that, what was it, a 13-inning game the other day? Um There's ways you can make it a more skillful game and a more strategic game if you know the game has to end in the top of the 12th. And it's no gimmicks throughout the game. What do you think of the gimmick of after so many innings of extra innings, you just say, okay, you take one guy, the other team takes a guy, and you do home run derby. You get 10 outs. Whoever hits the most home runs before 10 outs wins the game. Well, kind, I mean, kind of like I, a shootout. I'd rather play real baseball, but anything's, anything's but like, better than like hockey. unknown. Hockey has the shootout, and it seems to work. Yeah, I say any, anything's better than not knowing when the game's going to end. I, I say I prefer just to stick with real baseball, but uh, home run derby would be okay with me. I'd have to see it in play for a year or so to see if it really makes sense, but at least it says the game will end, you know, and nobody else has to come in and pitch or, you know, bring an outfielder in in the 14th inning or something. It's just I don't like games that get out of control that way, and I'd rather have the managers know the game's ending at a certain time and they can strategize accordingly, both their pinch hitters and their relievers. Yeah, no, that that, that I, I remember it now. It's pretty interesting, you know. But I know, if, if it I, ends I, with I, a home run derby, that doesn't change much other than just, you know, having a different way of ending it, but it ends. I understand where traditionalists, where they are. I get it. But that's their own personal interest. It's not what, it's not, 
what's best for the game. It's not what's best for the players. No, I. It's not I go best back for to the, the players' 1960s, health. Chris. Yeah, I know. You know it's I, just, it's just, it's not good. I have no good. problem with a 17-inning game, but I also understand that it's bad for baseball. You know, and I just think we're losing too many fans. Hey, thank you for the phone call. We always appreciate it. Let's go to where are we going here? I'm gonna get on the screen. Let's go to Eric leaving the game. Hello. Yeah, go ahead, Eric. Man, first of all, I got to say, man, I love hearing your voice, Tony. It's been a while. I've been out of the country with my family for about six years, and I'm back. This is the first game back. I, I took my son, so I'm pretty <laughs> emotional about taking <laughs> Wait him. A Wait a minute. You've been gone out of the country, and this is your first game back? Wow. This is my freaking first game back <laughs> with my son. We love baseball. We love the experience. We had yeah. every single part of the emotions, the ups and the downs, the 4th of July weekend. And we were sitting in the right field bleachers in the middle of that whole snake when it started, that, that cup snake before it went around. It was absolutely phenomenal. I enjoyed every part of it. I'm not going to be negative you know, towards any of our players. I know we had some mistakes today. Um, I'm just going to take the positives out of this. I'm going to remember this game for a long, long time, both myself and my son. And uh, I'm just very happy, man. I'm very happy that this is my first game back. And for all those people out there that say that baseball is boring, man, I don't know what you guys are watching. If you guys were real, real fans, you'd see all the defensive adjustments, the rotations. You'd see the the, the shifts in the infield and shifts in the outfield and the counter shifts and, and you really see what's going on and, and, and it's like chess except it's exciting and there's home runs and there's you know just just ridiculous play man my voice is gone I, I had a phenomenal phenomenal yeah I don't think I could do this again honestly it's so exhausting but I'm so happy to be there man I'm, and I'm happy to hear your voice town it's been a while where, 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 where did you go live so, so I was in I was in Egypt for six years with the family. I had wow. uh, some project work out there, and um, you know that's where my family is originally from, from. You know, I wasn't born there, but I was out there for a while, and I missed the game. And then I decided, you know, I was trying to find tickets, but the tickets have been so dang expensive. And for some reason, I found good ones. You know, in the bleachers, right field bleachers, by the way, the best seats in the house, bar none. I don't think there's anything like it. I've always been a beacher. Bleacher bum since I was a little kid. So this was just good all around, man. A great experience. Go A's, man. I would never want him to leave Oakland. Uh, we got to keep him here, man. I, I just, I, I, you know, I'm addicted. I'm addicted. By the way, did you ever go to the pyramids? Oh, man, I took pictures inside the pyramids, of course. Oh, I would love to go to the pyramids. Of course, of course. No, I've, I I went on a Nile cruise down to the Valley of the Kings, Luxor, Aswan, Abu Simbel. Wow. Karnak, man, it's it's epic. If you go, you ever decide to go and take your kids? I, I I believe if I remember, you have a daughter. I don't think she's young anymore though. I've been oh, gone. Yeah. I, I have daughter, I have I have twin girls that twins. are about to turn sixteen. Right, right, that's right. You have twins. That's right. She's been a while. I remember ten years old is where I'm stuck at. I'm still <laughs> stuck six years ago. But um, that's awesome. But, um, I, I mean, I followed you on the radio station before you took this gig as well. So I've been following you for a while. Um, no, if you ever want to go, you got to go for the winter equinox that's in February, so it's not too hot, and just take a Nile cruise down, man. It's absolutely oh, the incredible. most incredible everything ever. And it's not too expensive, by the way. The dollar goes a far way out there. So Yeah, I know my uncle went, and I've seen all the pictures, and it's just, uh, you know, that, that, that that's kind of like a bucket list. 
It's just that's a big trip. That's a long way away, tough to get to. But, hey, now that you're back, you got to call into the show. I will. I will, man. I'm, my voice is gone, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, go A's. I lo- loving it, man. Loving it, man. Stay rooted in Oakland. Don't go anywhere. Please don't leave us, man. Don't leave us. Whoever's listening to this. Yeah, thank you, Eric. I'd always want to go. I've always wanted to go to the pyramids. That would be awesome. Let's go to Daniel in Danville. Double D, what's hey. happening? Hey, Tony, how are you? I am, uh, you know, what a wild day. I mean, you got to think, I went on air today at 3.15. It's now, what, 9.47? So, I mean, it's been wild. Yeah, good God. I, I watched every single at-bat uh, for that game, and that was that was insane. I kept score of every – I mean, I, I'm lucky that my book – you know, because what happens when you keep score – at some point, you run out of innings. Well, lucky we didn't run out of innings. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, um, man, what, what, how long was the game? Almost five hours, four and a half? Four hours and 24 minutes. Well, um, I fin- I went to Nevada, Reno, and I finished last year, 2020. I know good timing. Um, and I know you've been talking about San Jose State being a football school. You're kidding, right? What are you talking about? We're 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 becoming a football power. <laughs> yeah, no, a couple of kids that I went to high school with play ball there now. Um but I mean, come on now. <laughs> San Jose State, you, you were you weren't even about to be in the conference. <laughs> hey, you, you do you like bowl games? Uh, and I I'm tired of the potato bowl to be honest with you. I mean, you like bowl games, Reno? Kaep- Kaepernick's not walking through that door for you. Yeah, I know. But we got Carson Strong, and he's legit. Well, I'll tell you what. Kaepernick, I'll never forget. I was up in uh, Tahoe. I had tickets to see San Jose State versus Reno. We're sitting in the casino, and it's free. This is years ago. Obviously, Kaepernick's playing. And it's freezing rain. And we're like, we can go. <laughs> we can either go to Reno and sit on those metal bleachers in freezing rain or sit right. in this casino and watch the game. And I remember I bet against my Spartans. I took, like, Reno. I took the over. I took the first hat. Like, Colin Kaepernick won. Basically, Colin Kaepernick, against my alma mater, paid for my trip. Hey. <laughs> it, it's funny how, that, how the gambling works, I guess. So, you got um, anything for me on this game versus trying to you, talk down my great San Jose State Spartan <laughs> football team? I, I do. Um you know, I've, I'm 23. I've been I've been watching this team since I was six, and that is one of the most insane baseball games I have ever witnessed. Um, in you know, considering the Oakland A's, that was just wow. And also the running the runners in scoring position part, though, I think needs to be addressed because it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, what was it four for 20 or five for something like that? Yeah, they left. What did they leave on? 17 guys were left on base today. 17 guys. Five for 21 with runners in scoring position. Five for 21. But you know what? I bet every talk show is talking about this after. I I bet most teams, we're all dealing with this. This is the lowest batting average right now collectively in, like, the history of the game. So I think everybody's right. dealing with this. It's sad, but it is what it is. Well, I mean, those I, I, those Fox broadcasters, all they kept, you know, they kept saying, 
you know, the A's, they've had their chances, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, good God, enough. I know. So, yeah, um, the, the national. I thought they, and I, I have no problem with both guys that work, but it's, um, yeah, it's, you know, when you leave that many guys on, and that's why, you know, the one play, Sean Murphy in the in the 12th keeps, you know, I, I can't stress it enough. He hits a ground ball. Is it a great ground ball? No, but he put the ball in play, and he gets a base hit. I mean, you got to put the ball in play. You have to do it. Right, right. Hey, thanks. Um, hey, thanks for the phone call, and I can't wait till we work you next year in football. Uh, we'll see. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Coming up next, I hear Tony Kemp is really good. We'll hear from Tony Kemp. We'll hear from Bob Melvin. A's with the win in twelve over the Bo Sox, seven to six. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. In London, it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday, and in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real-time work session. RingCentral is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's RingCentral time. For a free trial, visit RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Communicate. Collaborate. Connect. A's fans, join us for the biggest music festival in the fall. It's the inaugural Battle Axe and Tracks Music Festival, held October 2nd and 3rd in Carson City, Nevada. Grammy Award nominees Kenny Wayne Shepard, Larkin Poe, Samantha Fish, and North Mississippi All-Stars are just four of the 15 acts. Festival activities also include axe throwing and freedom rail bike tours. Tickets on sale now with VIP two-day and single-day tickets available. Check out the full schedule at BattleAxeAndTracks.com. That's BattleAxeAndTracks.com. Progressive wants your pets to be their best selves, so we cover them in our auto policy, and we created this self-empowerment series just for them. The smell of bacon fills the air as you chase a tennis ball across a grassy field. You notice a fire hydrant and approach to mark your territory. Your aim is impeccable. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get your color your way. We've made it easier than ever to try and buy color. Preview paint colors in your home with our Color Snap app. Then visit SWSamples.com to have color chips delivered to your door for free. Or order some peel-and-stick samples to try on your wall when you're ready to paint. Shop online or stop by your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store and get everything you need. Your loan personalized. Whether you're planning your next vacation, backyard landscaping, or even consolidating debt, First United Credit Union can help you check off your to-do list with rates as low as 5.9% APR. Apply online or at any of their East Bay branches. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for details. Insured by NCUA. DQ presents How to Do Magic with the new Nestle Toll House Chocolate Chip Cookie Blizzard. First, grab a Nestle Toll House Chocolate Chip Cookie Blizzard from DQ. With soft-baked Nestle Toll House cookie pieces and world-famous DQ soft serve, this matchup is the stuff of cookie dreams. Then grab your red spoon, wave it over your blizzard, and dig in. That's a magical combination of two classic treats. The new Nestle Toll House Chocolate Chip Cookie Blizzard. Best enjoyed with someone special for even more magic. DQ. Happy tastes good. 
Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience, where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. A's fans, New Era Cap is proud to be the official cap of your Oakland Athletics. Next time you visit the Coliseum, be sure to drop by the New Era Cap stand to pick up your A's New Era Authentic Collection Cap. Remember, you can always visit us at neweracap.com to shop our latest selection, including our limited edition and exclusive drops. New Era Cap, the official on-field cap of Major League Baseball. You're home after a long day preparing dinner when... Ew! What's that? It smells like rotten eggs. That might be a natural gas leak. It can't be. We don't have any natural gas appliances. Even if you don't use natural gas, that rotten egg odor could be a sign of a leak in your neighborhood. Because gas lines can be buried anywhere. Shut up. No, speak up. If you ever suspect a leak, leave immediately and call 911 and Southwest Gas. Thanks, Deep Voice Narrator. You're very welcome. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Ready for your next road trip? Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts to get everything you need to stay safe while traveling. Visibility on the road is so important and so easy to achieve. Get your windshield streak-free and crystal clear with Blue Magic Glass Cleaner. On sale now, too, for $5. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Now, I have not heard this, but I'm being told Tony Kemp was really good with the media after the game. So, in the end, he got the game winner. That's all that matters. You got that runner on third, hit that ball deep, get it in the air, sack fly. How about that? It went runner on second, obviously which was Ramon Laureano. It went Murph infield base hit. Seth Brown base hit. And a a runner came in. Jed Lowry double to left center. Maybe a little more left field, but it kind of let left center. Run comes in. And then Tony Kemp, sack fly, ball game over. Here he is with the media after the game. Hey, Tony. Um, can you describe just sort of what was going through your mind as you saw the, the winning run slide across there? And... Yeah, that was just a, that was a relief. Um, you know, leading up to that point of the game, that was, you know, thinking back, I think that was up to that point, probably the worst game I've played in the big leagues. Yeah, I think uh, – yeah, just a lot of just a lot of thinking going on there of like, you know, such a long game. Um, you know, sometimes you help your team win, and sometimes you help your team lose, unfortunately. And for a long time in that game, I was on the unfortunate end of that. You know, the air right there, and then the bobble to turn the double play, and um, 
you know, can't remember the last time I haven't got a bunt down in my career and popped up a bun and, um, you know, right when we were getting hits right there in the end, you know, it's not just me being able to come through right there. It's the whole team. And uh, just being able to see everybody continue to play hard and with determination and, you know, it's a long season and a lot of determination, a lot of grit out there. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of emotions and um, I'm glad we came out on top. Uh, Bob said in the 10th with the bunt there that got popped up, that was a mix up. Was it, was it a missed sign? Yeah, there was just some, there's just some miscommunication. That's all I'm going to say. There's just, just some miscommunication and, um, obviously something like that in that situation, you just got to slow the game down, call time, do something right there to, uh, you know, make sure you really know what you're doing, be confident in what you're doing. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, leading up to that moment, that was unfortunately the, uh, the worst game in the big leagues. I think I, I I've played up until that walk-off sack fly. So, um, gotta have a short-term memory in this game. Shana Rubin. Hey, Tony. Bob said that uh, that walk-off moment, that you really wanted that. What was uh, going through your head in that moment? And, uh, yeah, what was what's going through your head in that? Well, first off, um, you know, once we got into that situation, I walked on deck and I just apologized to him. I just said, you know, sorry for, um, you know, that mishap, that pop-up bunt, because, you know, I, I try not to be too hard on myself, but, I think it was impossible today not to look back and look at some of the things that unfortunately I couldn't get done myself. And, um, you know, I just apologized to him. He just pat me on the butt and said, go get him. And, uh, you know, obviously that's why he's one of the best managers in the big leagues, because, you know, no matter what had happened in the past, he was still confident in the, uh, he knew that the outcome was going to be good. So. Martin Gallegos. Hey, Tony, um, how much um, just big was the bullpen there to hold it down for so many innings? I mean, from Romo to Deepman, Petit, everyone seemed like just, you know, kept you guys in it. Yeah, lights out. Bullpen was lights out and can't say enough about what those guys did. Uh, Romo coming in big time, Deepman coming in big time, um, Petit, all those guys, um, you know, everybody pitched their butt off and um, it was just a if if you could have seen the clubhouse, I mean, we were we were excited, obviously, but um, obviously you guys see the the physical side of the game. But I think, you know, this game is ninety percent mental, and I think we were just mentally drained of everything that was going on right there. That, um, you know, we just kept pushing through. Um, can't say enough about everybody on this team. Can't say enough about the bullpen and um, Irvin pitches butt off today too, and. You know, sometimes you're going to have games like that, unfortunately. So um, just got to flush it, and hopefully we can get the series tomorrow. Hey, Tony. Um, you're saying this is one of the worst games of your MLB career. I mean, that's a pretty intense thing to say. But would a, would a win, I guess, even it out? I mean, you, you appear pretty down at the moment. <sighs> yeah, I mean, you just got to – when you uh, when you're out there, you know, in the arena, you just there's so many things that, um, you know, you just want to make every play and you want to do obviously the best you can out there. And, you know, yes, the the walk offs, you know, the walk off made it makes it better. But, um, 
you know, I'm not trying to dwell, I'm not trying to be down on all the negatives, but, um, you know, being able to do this press conference, you know, 10, 15 minutes after the game ended, you know, there's still a lot of emotions running through me that I can't really explain because, you know, walking out to the outfield and, um, you know, seeing runs cross, seeing runs cross home plate, um, and you know that you were a part of that, unfortunately, is a hard pill to swallow. Um, usually when you are the one taking away the runs, and especially a big series like this, um, it's tough. So to be able to end on a positive is good. I'm, I'm sorry that I'm being so negative. I just feel like it's just such a real interview. It's just, you know, these are all my emotions. This is all I have. And this is like how I think. And it's the real who I am. So you, you just kind of show up to these with, do you think you've processed everything yet? Or is it still too soon? Because I feel like you don't really yeah. sometimes have a chance to let these things sink in, right? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think it's totally processed yet. Um, you know, still shaking here a little bit. Uh, just everything that was going on in the game and everything that, you know, led up to that point. Um, you know, you just have to eliminate the self-doubt that always wants to creep in when you're not at your best, you know. So um, try not to stumble over my words too much, but I really can't even explain what it feels like. I mean, yes, I'm happy that we were able to win the game, but there are a lot of things that I need to clean up personally, and I'm just happy that I didn't lose this the game right there. Thank you. Two more, we'll start with Steve Berman. Hey, Tony, uh, Bob, actually, before you came on, said that he was fried. And it's it's kind of seems like that's kind of how you are right now, too, mentally fried. Is that sort of the way the whole clubhouse was after this game? Was it a little different kind of celebration just after the extra inning game yesterday and the way you guys almost, you know, almost won, then looked like you were going to lose and then pulled it out? Yeah, um, you know, fried is definitely a good word to say. Um Clubhouse was still excited. We still get did our after game celebration, but it was it was lacking a little energy. And I could say that in a positive manner because we were so mentally and physically exhausted, um, especially yesterday and today. Starting, at, I don't know how long the game was, but you know when you start a game and, and the sun's completely out and then it's pitch black dark, you know you're just like, what is going on? Um, and you know our team our team is resilient and if we if i can say anything about our team it's resilient finish up with john shea yeah uh, just to clarify in a perfect world were, were you thinking safety squeeze was that was that the purpose yeah in a perfect world if i could do it back over again i would not safety squeeze Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just, this is, I, I am just like, ah! <laughs> you, right, won game, you won the game. You won the game, man. Yeah, we won the game. We won the game. You're okay. Oh, gosh. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Tony. God, that was raw. That was impressive, but it was raw. He's feeling the exact same way we're feeling. I've had I, I've never been able to meet him face to face, but I'm very impressed by him. 
He's a very good communicator. We have a lot of good communicators on the team. What you just heard is a guy that when it's all said and done could be an analyst. What you just heard is a guy put him in a suit and get him behind the desk. He's a good talker. And he's very thoughtful. I mean, he's, he, he went to Vanderbilt. I mean, that's one of the top schools in the country. He's a bright guy. And, yeah, I could totally see him, you know, whoever it's going to be for, you know, step into television, step into radio, whatever he would want to do. I could, I mean, couldn't, after what you just heard, couldn't you, like, let's just say, A's postgame live, you see him in a suit next to Brody, right? I mean, that was impressive. And, and you know, he owned it. He owned it. And you can tell, I mean, listen to that scream there at the end. Like, wow. I mean, he's feeling it. This was a boneheaded play in the 10th. The defensive stuff, you know what? That happens. Everybody makes errors, right? There's just going to be games you don't play well physically. It's the mental errors that really fry you. There isn't a player who ever played in the infield who didn't have one go through his legs, clank off the heel of the glove, throw it away. It's a physical error. It's not like you're not trying. It's the me- Something happened in that at-bat. I will find out, trust me, I will find out. Something happened in the 10th inning. Like, this is not a sacrifice. It's bases loaded, nobody out. That runner at third scores, it's ball game over. You squared to bunt, why? Why? Why would you, like, like, who would give you that sign? It'd be one thing... If you're trying to bunt for a base hit, I guess, but the the infield's in. What are you doing? And it's not like you got Carl Lewis on third base. You got you got Murph, your catcher. Why are you squaring to bunt? I don't get it. I mean, that was going to be a big thing. If they would have lost, that would have been a big thing tonight. Like, why are you? Like, what what are you doing? It makes no sense. And obviously there was, and what's great about Bob Melvin, and that's what you have to do as a, you know, we'll say a manager, but really as a coach, no matter what sport you're in, in the heat of the moment, you still need your player to perform. Yes, whatever that was, was a major, eh. but you know what, I still need you to go out and perform. So, like, to go out and just hammer them, that's not you got to pat him on the butt and say, "Hey, it's over with. Let's go." And that's one one of the reasons why Bob is such a great communicator and a great leader. And Tony talked about that. I will find out, but that was pretty raw. That was pretty emotional. I mean, for God's sakes, it's not like. I mean, what you just heard there and what we're talking. This seems like it was a playoff game, folks. It's it's, it's July third. I mean. The intensity of these two these two games between you, the fan base, the players, and everybody, you would think this is a playoff series. 
It's July 2nd and July 3rd, and we got a lot of baseball left. Here is Bob Melvin with the media after the game. Boring game, Matt. No, nothing to talk about here. Um, one game, obviously, but how would you describe just the significance of this win, given the way that you had to win it and the way that things have kind of gone up to that last half minute? Well, I, you know, you don't have to win games, but there's some that are a little bit more important than others. So, uh, you know, we had plenty of opportunities. So today it went back and forth. It was about as entertaining as the game could be, except for everybody that was playing it. So, I mean, yeah, look, it, to, to come back after giving up two, after look, feeling like we had it in our grasp a couple of times, showed some metal. So, I mean, two runs in that inning that they scored felt like 10 at the time based on the way the game was going back and forth. So just really some really good at-bats in that uh, bottom of whatever that inning was. Uh, and then two-part count question. Uh, first part, did he did bunt on his own there in the 10th inning with the bases loaded? Yeah, that was a bit of a mix-up. And then um, to come up with another opportunity like that and to, to come through and, and for them to, to not decide to walk him to set up the double play and give him the chance there, uh, do you think that's significant for him to come through there? Yeah, is, you know, you, you, you have to relish that opportunity again. You, you want it again, and he did. So he didn't miss it the next time. Uh, Seth Brown was in a little bit of a rough patch before. Did, can you hear me, Seth Brown? Uh, before today, what'd you think about uh, the game he put together? Today? You know, it's it's we've hit him fourth this year before, so you know the, he just went through a really tough stretch. And for a guy that's kind of been up and down at the big league level, that can weigh on you when you're going through significant, you know, periods where you're not getting many hits. And then all of a sudden, he figured it out today, and you know, and had a great game today. So. We know when he's feeling pretty good at the plate that he can be really productive, and it showed up big time for us today. Hey, Bob. Um, what do you just think of overall the work the bullpen was able to do? I mean, from everyone from Romo to Deekman, Petit, everybody seemed like they just were able to hold it down there to the end. Yeah, a team that I don't know if you, the, the numbers coming in were pretty significant offensively. We, we pitched well last night. We just didn't, you know, do enough offensively to win, but – to hold them down in the fashion again when, you know, you got guys on base, you're starting with a runner on second, middle of the order coming up. Um, it, that, that took some as good a pitching in some instances as we've seen this year from our guys coming out of the bullpen. And, you know, at Cole, you know, at less than a couple errors that we made that cost him a couple of runs, he pitched really well too and got us deep in the game. If he doesn't give us deep in the game, now you can't forecast that at the time. It was going to be tough to to have some bullpen arms to finish it off. Yeah, Bob, how is that Mitch Moreland and what happened exactly with him? Yeah, he came out with a non-baseball related issue. That's as far as I'll go with that. Okay. And the other thing, could you talk a little bit about the, the night of Sean Murphy? He had three base hits and he nailed two runners on base, you know, with his throws in critical situations. Right. The, the, the hitting portion of it was fantastic. Uh, the defensive portion of it might have been even more important at the time, the significance of it, throwing those two runners out, um, you know, when he did. So he, Murph had a great game today and, you know, came back really kind of a, a tweener day game uh, after night game uh, and caught the entire game. And, and, you know, if he doesn't play, we're probably not winning that game. 
Hey, Bob, uh, most of my questions were answered. I just have like kind of an interesting one. Uh, can you describe today's game in one word at all? Uh, I'm, I'm fried right now. I'm, I'm to just to, to answer questions when I, I, you know, it doesn't even feel like Irvin pitched today and he pitched seven innings. So it was a crazy game. Uh, it's about as, as, as much as I can give you at this point, maybe tomorrow morning, I'll come up with a different adjective. Okay. It, it was, it was the, the most spirited game of the year, put it that way. Two more, Steve Berman. Hey, Bob, uh, Martin already asked about the bullpen, and I asked you earlier today about Sergio Romo, and, and today it seemed like he had his outing of the year. Uh, how much energy did he bring into the dugout when he came out of the game two times that, to end the inning, and then also when you brought in Deepman? Yeah, you know, when, you, when you, you come in after that, you think you're done, and he wasn't, so he had to kind of ramp back up and focus and go back out there again. And, you know, I could have potentially walked Devers, you know, and left him in the game right there. But yeah, that's a lot of work for him. You know, he's not used to, even though it was minimum amount of pitches, um, that's a lot of work. And, and every pitch he threw meant something in this game. So he's been terrific here for quite some time now. And a guy that we really trust, obviously, in big situations. Hey, Bob, uh, what was the uh, mix up with Kemp on the bunt? Was it a miss, miss sign? Just a mix up. I, 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 it was just a mix up. You don't want to go further than that. Um, no. And and what how how gratifying was it to you to see him redeem himself? Yeah, no, he wanted to badly. So, um, and you know what, he's done such good work for us this year, and got off to a little bit of a slow start in that game. You know, defensively too, and and ends up getting you know, the, the biggest at bat of the game. So you got to fight through some, some demons when you don't get off to a good start and then something like that happens dramatically and you end up uh, coming up with, with the last at bat. That's, that's, that's good stuff. Can Moreland play tomorrow? More, no. Well, this is getting weird. What's going on? Mitch Moreland does not make it out for his first at-bat. I'm thinking, okay, I mean, you'd be sick and don't feel well or whatever, but now he can't play tomorrow? And then Tony Kemp, the way he just reacted, and now listening to Bob, something, something went on. Something went on with Moreland. Now, Moreland's a veteran guy who's been around for a long time, so I don't want to go conspiracy theory here. You know, maybe he's just, you know, maybe he's got a bug, maybe he doesn't feel well. I mean, you, I mean you're dealing with human beings. Who knows? But the Tony Kemp thing, ah, it's just a mix-up. Well, what, what exactly is a mix-up? Ah, we don't want to talk about it. That's weird. And Robert Casa, what'd you just say in my ear? Greg Dykeman was pulled from AAA Vegas today from his game. Hmm. Hmm. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I really I have no idea what that means. I'll try and investigate. Kind of weird. 
Mitch Moreland doesn't make it out for his first at-bat, and it's not baseball-related. I, I, it could be something. And you know what? It could be something personal. We don't know what's going on, like, with his family. You know, if something's going on, you know, who knows? Parents. Um, I, 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 I don't know if he's married. I, I don't. I don't, really don't know. I mean, we've had Mitch Moreland on A's Cast Live. He's a he's he's got that kind of southern funny. You know, when we interviewed him on Ace Cast Live, he was actually fishing. It was hilarious. So he may have something personal going on. It could be sick. It could be something personal with family that he had to go take care of. Uh, who knows? I hope he. I hope. I hope everything's okay. I mean, you just always root for the best when you start looking at a situation like that. Um, that's how I kind of think the Mitch Moreland thing is. You know, it could be something with his family or something's going on where it's like, hey, I got, I, I got to go. Uh, the Tony Kemp thing is really kind of strange. I mean, the, his reaction there. Can you go? Hey, can you go to the very end, Robert, when he screams? I mean, I can, I can, I can cover for you because this is something you don't normally have in these interviews after a game. You know, we're still in a very strange world where. You know, after normally it's the reporters or at your locker. Now they bring you out for a Zoom call. So listen to this. This is the end. You want to talk about there? there's some. You've just won the game, all right? You made some errors. I mean, technically one error, but you, you, you made some, you know, you're, you're probably not happy last night about the dive and coming up short, but whatever. Physical things happen. It's a 162-game season. You know, greatest players in the world. You know, I'm sure there was a night where Brooks Robinson wasn't pleased with his defense. I'm sure there's nights where Ozzie Smith, who won a bazillion gold gloves, wasn't pleased with his defense. Or Ryan Sandberg at second base. Or a Keith Hernandez, Don Mattingly, J.T. Snow. You know, guys who are some of the greatest first basemen of all time. I'm sure Willie Mays made a mistake in center field. Didn't make a lot. But I'm sure him or King Griffey or somebody made a mistake. You're going to make physical errors. But I don't know what went on in the 10th, but I do know what happened in the 12th as he brought home the game-winning run. And you won. And it's July 3rd. This is not a postseason series. It's July 3rd. Listen to this. Yeah, in a perfect world, if I could do it back over again, I would not safety squeeze. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just, this is, I, I am just like. Ah! <laughs> you right, won the I'm game. Sorry, you guys. won the game, man. Yeah, we won the game. We won the game. You're okay. Oh, gosh. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Tony. I mean, you hear that? That's raw, man. I hope everything's okay. My guys, it's July 3rd. You won a game. What the heck's going on here? If you lost that game, once again, it's July third. You're having a you're having a really good season. Let's let's not lose perspective here. You're forty nine and thirty six. I mean, you can look around baseball right now. I'm gonna refresh my standings. By the way, I haven't refreshed since the pregame show. Uh, sometimes I forget to do that and I give out the wrong <laughs> stats, but. 
you're not Baltimore at 27 and 56 and 24 and a half games back. All right? You're not Minnesota at 33 and 48, 15 and a half games back. You're not the Texas Rangers 32 and 50 and 18 games back. I'll give you a division that's pretty wild is the NL East. As bad as the Marlins are at 35 and 46, they're just eight and a half games back. And let's see, Pittsburgh, Commander Cody's Pirates are 29 and 53. He's 21 games back. They're 21 games back. And Arizona, they're 29 and a half games back. So, and I'm kind of fishing around, and I'm texting right now, and and I guess it was just a missed sign. Everything's all right. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. You got the victory 7-6 to and 12. All right, tomorrow's 4th of July, one of the great days where we celebrate our country. We celebrate baseball. First pitch is going to be at 107, and we will have A's total access at 1207, and something that has become a tradition now. So we do the David Force Show on A's Cast Live every Friday, and what we do is we break it into two parts, and we play it on Sunday. So it's almost like, Breakfast with the GM or brunch with the GM every Sunday. So you're going to hear David Force tomorrow on A's Total Access 1207. Of course, Ray Fossey. What does Vinny have tomorrow? Is that a, a view from the press box? I think we'll have a view from the press box. And then first pitch will be at 107. What a wild, wild day. Once again, I went on the air today at 315. It's now 12. It's now 1024. What a wild day. But the A's, after four hours and 24 minutes, they get the win in 12, 7-6. We'll see everybody tomorrow on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Remember your kid's first bike ride? You were filled with pride and terror. Now she's 16 on her first solo drive, but this time in a Honda Civic, packed with Honda Sensing safety features and Apple CarPlay so she can check in. Just like we agreed, right, young lady? Right now, get a great deal on a new Civic at your Northern California Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Honda is family. Ask anyone who owns a Honda. Driven, determined, resilient. Cal State East Bay students are today's creative thinkers and tomorrow's workforce for the region. Cal State East Bay is recognized as one of the most transformative college experiences nationwide, educating the new generation that questions the status quo and works together to find meaningful solutions. Apply today for our degree and certificate programs. We are not just a university. We are a community. Find yourself here at csueastbay.edu. Howdy, y'all. I'm hearing a lot of squabbling over who has the best chicken sandwich. But as the restaurant with chicken in our name, we let our sandwiches do the talking. The new KFC chicken sandwich has a huge breaded and extra crispy 100% white meat chicken filet, thick crinkle-cut pickles, and real mayo in classic or spicy, stacked on a toasted buttery brioche bun for only $3.99, making this a clear-cut chicken winner. Order the new KFC sandwich on the KFC app. At participating locations only, prices may vary, tax extra.
Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure. Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California. Looking to stay up to date on all things A's? Head over to athletics.com slash A's cast. That's athletics.com slash A's cast to listen to A's baseball and full 24-7 coverage of the A's only on A's cast. With a single click, you can stream great shows, live pre and post game coverage, and of course, all the great action of the A's this season. Head to athletics.com slash A's cast today. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Bradley going back at the track, right to the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly. And the A's take a 1-0 lead. On the run back is Cannon to the wall. Jumps at the wall. He's got it. A Joe Rudy-type catch against the wall. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast on your device for access to exclusive A's content, including pre- and post-game for every game. Lariano going back at the track, right to the wall. He's there, and he makes a phenomenal catch. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's Baseball. 